Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR. I'm Claire Sheridan from the Historical Society of Rockland County. Our topic today is the Historic Homes and Landmark Tour in Haverstraw. This self-guided tour will take place this Saturday, October 20th. The tour has been made possible in part by generous support from Beckerley Lumber and the town of Haverstraw. We thank them for their support. Before we begin, I'd like to remind our listeners that this is a call-in show and our phone lines are open. So if you have questions or a comment, please call us. Our phone number is 362-0013. That's 362-0013. As many of our listeners already know, October is Rockland History Month. And as part of our celebration, the Historical Society of Rockland County will continue its long tradition of presenting historical house tours with a day in the village of Haverstraw. These tours, going back over 40 years, are fundraising events for the society, and at the same time, they promote awareness of local history and our beautiful built environment, which is an important part of our mission. Village historian Steve Cobb and Mayor Michael Kohut, together with a team of volunteers from the Historical Society, have been working together to plan a tour that will showcase the village's warmth and charm. This year's self-guided tour offers a look at historically significant buildings of Haverstraw, including three on the National Register of Historic Places, together with eclectic and charming residences. Over the years, the Historical Society has done historical tours in various places in the county. Some years we focus on a style of architecture, such as the Victorian, for example. In others, we have chosen a geographic area, Piermont, Grandview, or, as in this year's case, Haverstraw. The interesting and challenging feature in Haverstraw is that there is so much history, it's hard to cover everything. So our committee made a significant effort to capture a broad range of places to visit. Today, we'll get a little sample of some of the places on the tour. I'm delighted to have with me today in the studio two people who have graciously agreed to be hosts of this year's tour. Uh, our, our first guest, Nelson Diaz, will be joining us by phone, and our second guest, Nick Lucas, will be uh, is here with me in the studio. Uh, so first, I'd like to welcome Nelson Diaz. Nelson owns a house in Haverstraw that will be part of the tour. Thank you, Nelson, for being part of our program today. Uh, thank you, Claire, and good morning. Nice to be in your show, uh, Crossroads. Great. Lucas. Um, you are in the midst of an extensive restoration project. A work in progress is often one of the most fun to visit on a house tour. Before we delve into the details of exactly what you're doing t uh, to your house, can you tell our listeners a bit about your background? Uh, sure. Um, my background is in fine art and specializing in Italian art. So I've always been passionate about architecture, um, paintings, uh, sculpture, etc. And what drew you to the village of Haverstraw? Uh, I discovered the, uh, the village uh, cycling and uh, actually riding my bike from the city to Nyack uh, on, on weekends with other, other cyclists. And when I discovered Haverstraw, I was really blown away by, by, the, by the exquisite panorama and then, you know, tapping into the potential that the village has. And I was very excited and very inspired and buy into it. And, and so when did you actually uh, come to the village and buy, buy your house? Uh, it must have been around uh, 2008, June, July of 2008, that I actually visited um, the village with my partner, Andrea Kuro, and, uh, and then we closed on 2009. Actually, uh, it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day of 2009. And uh, that's the way it was done. Great. And were you always searching for a place to restore? 
Uh, no. I, I mean, yes and no. Uh, I, my, my intention was to come up to uh, Rockland County to have an art studio and, uh, and ride my bike. <laughs> that was basically it. And, and you, you just found this house and fell in love with it and saw the potential? Yeah, uh, the house was uh, definitely a project uh, and, and a challenge, and uh, the history of the house and the area just kind of started changing the paradigm for me, and uh, just started working, gra I started really getting into restoring it gradually, and it started like with the doors and, and the beauty of the columns, and that's where I really I took off with the inspiration of working the house. And and can you describe to our listeners exactly what you're doing and what you hope your end result will be? Well, uh, at this point, it's, uh, it's a total uh, restoration uh, from a technical perspective, you know, working on plumbing and electrical, uh, you know, restructuring a lot of stuff in the house. It used to be, it was a preschool for about 36 years. And before that, it was the Knights of Columbus, so it's never been, it hasn't been a home for quite a while. So the main objective is to make it into a practical home. And then uh, my uh, uh, my level, uh, my passion is of course the aesthetic and just make it into a beautiful, uh, exquisite house on the water, uh, on you know, have a straw. Right, um, and what excites you about this project and 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 in and more in general historic preservation um well i'm, I'm passionate about history and uh, and you know and there's 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 a timeless uh element that i've always been intrigued by by tapping into it and uh, also the um um, kind of excavating the, uh, the the craft the materials uh to me it's very very intriguing and I just love it. And do you ever feel overwhelmed by the, the vast uh, nature of this project? <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's stages. You, get, you have stages that you feel you're on top of the game, and then you have stages that you feel totally uh, out of the game. And yeah, it's overwhelming. But then again, it's so, so, uh, so rewarding in so many different levels. You just got to be on it and stick with it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the house is um, the, in the style of the Italianate, and uh, which has a beautiful porch with a, a spectacular view of the Hudson River. Right. How do you, you know, is, is this what sort of continues to inspire you? Is, is the is the potential of what this will be at the end? Uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely all of the above. Uh, the panorama is, to me, one of the most beautiful that I've seen uh, in my life. And I've done traveling in Europe, South America, you know, America, and this is like, wow, this is, this is really at the top of my list. I really love that area of the Hudson Valley, and, uh, and the house, the way it situates, it's just uh, a gem. Um, um, and working it, working the house, the aesthetic of it, I think it really plays off the uh, the river and then the mountain in the back. And we kind of have best of both worlds. I, I, I love the mountains. Uh, and I also love the water. So, you know, and I also love Italian architecture. So, uh, kind of li living my dreams here, my, my, uh, my fantasy uh, 
aesthetic world. Uh, that's what I think. And and uh, people will have the opportunity to see what you're doing, which I think is, you know, it's a rare opportunity to see a work in progress and um, to meet someone like you that's so passionate about uh, Haverstraw and about this particular house and the Hudson River. Um, do you have any advice for listeners who may be embarking on a restoration project of a house? Um, once again, uh, I highly recommend it depending what the objective is. People really want to embrace it. And, you know, working with an old house is not an, an exact science. So you really have to learn when to put the brakes on and and really find the expert that will take you in the right direction. And uh, But it's, uh, I mean, I, I just love it and uh, highly recommend it. And can you give a little, uh, a little detail about how you have been uh, painstakingly working on the exterior removal of the, the paint that was there? Um, well, um, I see it more as deconstruction where when I first, uh, when I first approached the house, people were saying, well, why don't you sandblast? Why don't you do this? Lottie, lottie, lottie. And the first thing that came, uh, to my, to my mind was, uh, I, I really want to keep the integrity of what it is and, and, and not destroy it and, and really, uh, take the time to excavate and, um, uh, the word is uh, um, kind of to put everything uh, apart. And what I did with the brick was I removed a lot of a lot of the uh, pancake paint that was there throughout the years, uh, over a hundred or a hundred years. The house is about 165 years, so it was removing that stuff, and then very gently working brick by brick, almost like uh, like a surgeon, like a plastic surgeon kind of stuff. And that's really when I got into it, where I'm saying, wow, uh, I'm really embracing it. I'm really owning it, uh, the project. Um, so that was very inspiring. So that's what it is, where every brick to me was a part of history, but every brick had its own identity, its own elegance, its own beauty. And that's what I wanted to maintain. And that's the, that's the goal behind it. Uh, want to bring it out. The Corvals was another situation where they were drowned in paint and just taking that old paint off and seeing the beauty of the craft. These were handcrafted. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, hand carved. And, uh, and here I go again, doing the same thing the person did over a century ago. It was, it's astonishing, you know. And that's what the project is about. It's really the interconnection of the past and the now and bringing it to the now um, well it's uh, I, I think uh, our tour goers on Saturday will really uh, f find your work to be beautiful and inspiring and um, w the care that you've taken with this is, is really um, it's wonderful and um, so I just hope we get a nice turnout and we get a lot of people to come and see it because it's really this is just one one of the many wonderful places that are going to be on the tour so um, it I thank you for calling in and talking a little bit with us about um, about your restoration project and we really are looking forward to seeing it on Saturday oh you're welcome my pleasure 
Uh, you're listening to WRCR and Crossroads of Rockland History. I'm Claire Sheridan. Our topic today is the Historic Homes and Landmark Tour, which will be held this Saturday, October 20th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. They are $35 now and go up to $40 on the day of the tour. You can learn how to order your tickets by visiting www.rocklandhistory.org or you can call the Historical Society at 634-9629. This year's tour is being made possible in part by Beckerley Lumber and the town of Haverstraw and we are very grateful for their support. These self-guided walking tours are one of the Historical Society's most important mission-driven fundraisers, so we hope you will join us. Our phone lines are open, so if you have a comment or a question, please call us. The number is 362-0013. That's 362-0013. My next guest is also one of the hosts of the Historic Homes and Landmarks Tour and is representative of the thriving business community in the village with his family business, Lucas Candies. Welcome to Crossroads of Rockland History, Nick yeah. Lucas. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's great to be here. So your business is one of the longest running in the village, right? Uh, yes, it is. It started in 1896, um, the fourth generation, Lucas, and we still make our candy the, each day uh, the same way. I use the same recipe that my ancestors did in the late 1800s. It's uh, pretty unbelievable. And in addition to all that, you also have a unique place in the state of New York. Isn't that right? Yeah, as far as we can tell, we're one of the oldest chocolate manufacturers still in existence in the state. And the building that your business inhabits also has some unique features that appeal to history enthusiasts. It does. The original tile floor is still intact, and the tin ceiling is still there also. We also have the uh, original cash register from 1916, and it's still in working order. It's funny because it only goes up to $99, <laughs> which back then was a lot of money to spend on chocolate, so they never needed it anymore. Uh, oh, that's great. Um, and... Uh, and you also have a one of the original elevators, don't you? Oh, we do. It was uh, installed in 1916, and it still works also. It's a little scary, but it, it does work. That's great. Um, so the Lucas family has a long tradition of candy making. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that history? Oh, sure. Uh, the business was started in 1896 by George Sukatos, and it was called Sukatos & Company. Uh, he was joined by my great-great-uncle, Constantine Lucas, uh, my uncle was the Ann Company in Sukatos and Company. Um, they ran it for many years, and in 1941, Constantine took over the business completely. Uh, my grandmother helped him run the store there. At that time, they made uh, chocolates, ice cream, and ran a luncheonette. People called it the Greeks because they were from uh, Greek heritage. Uh, in 1969, my father began working there with my uncle, who was still running it into his 90s. And then my uncle passed, and my father took over as the owner, and he ran it with uh, my mother and a partner. Um, in 1994, I became a partner, and I'm um, currently the owner. My parents are such retired, and so now I run the day-to-day -day operations. Hopefully my kids will pass it on. They'll take over someday. That's wonderful. I mean, these uh, family-run businesses, I mean, it's, it's such a wonderful tradition, wonderful history. Um, the methods that you use for producing your chocolate um, really hasn't changed that much over the years, has it? No, it really hasn't. Uh, we still use the same ingredients and recipes today that uh, they used back then. Uh, we have modernized a little bit, but essentially it's the same. 
we temper the chocolate by hand, we still hand dip. Uh, I was taught how to do everything by my father, my father was taught by his uncle, and we've just carried on the same traditions. And you know, walking in there you feel like you're going back in time, really, and mm-hmm. um, you've also found um, in your archives, if you will, a lot of the tools that were used in the past to make chocolate. And those things will be on display on Saturday, isn't that correct? Yeah, that's true. We, uh, we've brought out a lot of the original metal molds, um, different pieces of equipment, some things that I really don't even know what they were used for, uh, but they just seemed really interesting. The, uh, the molds are still in excellent condition, and they'll be on display there. The cash register is there, so we'll be able to see that also. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be a great opportunity for people to uh, really, you know, see it, uh, a thriving business that's been around for a long time, which is wonderful. Um, what's special to you about Haverstraw? Well, Haverstraw is really an amazing town. Uh, between the history and the architecture and the location on the water, it really does have everything. Um, I grew up there. I lived there for a while. I work there every day. Uh, it amazes me that I get to work in the same place that my ancestors worked 100 years ago and still embrace all of the traditions and all of the old techniques that they did. And having a town like Havistrub really enables us to do that, a town with so much history and um, a place to do it all. But the, uh, the buildings and the, uh, the way that things were built back then really makes Havistrub unique. Yeah, I, I always find that when people go there for the first time, they're they're sort of blown away by by how beautiful it is, and you know why didn't I know about this place sooner? Why you know? They uh, really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on on Saturday um, again, we'll have there's eleven stops on our self guided tour. Um, we heard from Nelson Diaz. His house will be one place. We have Lucas Candies. Um, we have three places that are on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, we have municipal buildings. We have a church. We have very charming and eclectic houses in lots of different styles, and uh, both decorative styles and uh, architectural styles. Um, and again, it was—it really was a challenge to, you know, in selecting these places. Um, but we're delighted that Lucas Candies is on on the tour because it is nice to have a business represented because um, it is so much of the history of Rockland, the family-owned businesses, and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that you represent. No, thank you. Um, so, tell me a little bit more about um, your you know preparation for the tour, what you guys have done to get ready. Well, actually, we uh, we just finished renovating our whole store. Uh, everything's been painted. We changed the whole layout of the store around. We really wanted to embrace the history of the store, so we've set up a an area where we're going to keep the um, old artifacts on display so people can come in any time and see them. Uh, the original molds will be there, and the register has always been there, but now it's going to be more accessible for people to look at. Um, other than that, we've been, you know, getting our chocolate ready and preparing for uh, Halloween for the next holiday, and um, it's really looking great. Well, we're, we're very uh, grateful that you uh, 
are helping us out for our tour at a busy time like Halloween because I'm sure a chocolate store is a busy place yeah. in, in uh, time for Halloween. It so, is. Um, well, that's our program for today. I would like to thank my guests, Nelson Diaz and Nick Lucas. I really appre appreciate that they joined me today. Uh, I hope that we were able to provide our listeners with a little sample of some of the delights that will be on our self-guided walking tour. Uh, the Historic Homes and Landmark Tour will be held rain or shine this Saturday, October 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our generous sponsors are Beckerly Lumber and the Town of Haverstraw, and we thank them sincerely for their generous support. Again, tickets are on sale now for $35, and they go up to $40 on the day of the tour. To learn how to order them, visit uh, our website at www.rocklandhistory.org, or if you'd rather wait and get them on Saturday, come down to Haverstraw Village Hall at 40 New Main Street, and we'll hope to see you there. Please tune in to the next Crossroads of Rockland History on Monday, November 19th, when our topic will be New York's involvement in the Civil War and how we are commemorating this sesquicentennial here in New York. New York communities, large and small, were touched in some way by the Civil War, and many still have the evidence to prove it, from old industrial sites that supplied Union troops to vast collections of artifacts held by state and local museums. Besides providing the most soldiers during the war, New York suffered the most casualties with 46,000 killed. Monuments and memorials to their sacrifice can be found all across the state. Despite these facts, no official statewide commemoration has been funded. We'll explore what local history groups will be doing to keep the memory of the Civil War alive with the Rockland County Civil War Roundtable. Please join me. That's Monday, November 19th, right after the Steve and Priscilla Morning Show. The Historical Society relies on member support. If you're not a member, please will you consider becoming one? To learn more, visit our website at www.rocklandhistory.org or call us at 634-9629. That's 634-9629. I'm Claire Sheridan. Thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on WRCR. Mm -hmm.